Good evening and welcome to the back of the classroom. I'm your host, Sarah, and I'm here with Barrett and Braylon. What up? Guten Tag and sup bruff to our listeners in England. Mm-hmm. Tonight we're going to be talking about being parents because we're all parents here. Woo woo, we've done it. Mm-hmm. We sure <laughs> did. We sure did. I have Mostly three. Mostly just Sarah and uh, Braylon. Hell yeah, we did. We did all the work. We did. We uh, actually... <laughs> it's debatable. <laughs> Our children were made through osmosis. Um, so we made them by ourselves. Barrett's having a truly tonight. And it's truly awful. <laughs> uh, which one do you have? The strawberry? Strawberry lemonade. And what do you think? Uh, it tastes like alcohol. And uh, that's my least favorite kind of alcohol. Yeah, I made... So I made chili. We had a chili cook-off a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks, you yeah. think? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, so Scotty, our other host, um, put it in my calendar that on, I think it was September 27th, we had to have chili, so we stayed true to that because it was written in the calendar. And the stars. In the stars. <laughs> and so I made chili, and I looked up a recipe that told me to put Modelo in it, and I did, and everyone was like, who could, who could taste the beer? And I couldn't been, taste it. I Everybody couldn't taste it either. Barrett is a is an alcohol connoisseur. Not even. He like a, he's like a sommelier, but the opposite. <laughs> but like someone who hates it. So I won't be I'm making like, that anymore. I'm like Bray used to be with lettuce. That's yeah. true. What's yeah, the so lettuce don't fucking story? come at me That's about true. beer. Listen, lettuce has no taste almost, right? Like right. we can all agree with that. Before Bray used to like eat lettuce and like salads and all that, she despised it to the point where like if you made her a burger and you put lettuce on the burger and you went, oh, it's not supposed to have lettuce and you took it off, she'd be like, this burger tastes weird. One time we were at Casa, and we had a small queso, uh-huh. and we are eating the queso, and she's like, this queso tastes funny. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. She's like, this queso tastes like lettuce. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard somebody say. How does a queso taste like lettuce? And then we get to the very bottom where, like, you know, like, where you're scraping like the end of it, and there is one singular bit of lettuce. Uh-huh. And I never questioned her again after that. I've she had multiple, knows. I had multiple instances of that, too. Like, mm-hmm. going to Taco Bell, of course they're going to have fucking lettuce in it. Yeah. Like, when you don't want it. But um, yeah, yeah, I I was really good at it. You know what? I I've had I have a couple friends, and <laughs> all the, of them. The <laughs> period. <laughs> I have a couple friends, and all of them I'd probably question, but I would never question Bray, even on something about lettuce. If she said she knows her lettuce. I get it. Fine. Yeah. So you know how how she is with lettuce is how I am with alcohol or like yeah. beers, like the hops flavor, whatever it is. And so like yeah, I, I can pick it up, and I, I don't it. like it. I won't put any more Modelo in my chili. I will tell you, though, the um, White Claw that you had, that you left over here, that we drank on uh, on one of the podcasts. The Divorce Podcast. Back, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hated the flavor, but I did not taste any alcohol in it. So I really? feel like if I could find a flavor that I liked of White Claw, then maybe we're in. There, um, see, yeah. here's the thing, is none of them have flavor. They all just have a scent mm-hmm. that is meant <laughs> to trick you that there is a flavor. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, they taste like static radio, <laughs> and like static radio. So and then Red if you, yeah, no, Red Bull's amazing. No, a sugar-free Red Bull though does taste a little bit like static. No, I like it. No, I like it, and I like White Claw, and I'm always looking for an excuse to buy a pack of White Claw. So I'll get you some, and we'll go through the flavors and see what you like. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode, maybe. Yeah, just taste testing a variety pack of White Claw. <laughs> now I just want a Red Bull. Now I want a White Claw. <laughs> And I said I was going to be sober for this one. <laughs> okay. Do you want the rest of this truly? Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
I've never had that one before. It is pretty good. It's really, it's not bad. Like, Mm-mm. it's almost sweeter though than um, what I'm used to. Yeah, drinking. there's more calories in it. Oh, great! Oh, You're welcome. Straight to your hips. Frickin' darn. <laughs> it's okay. I could use some hips. <laughs> so, <laughs> our topic for tonight is parenting: um, the good, the bad, and the scary. So, Braylon, what's I thought your? I were gonna say the ugly, and I was like, which kid? <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got a couple to choose from. <laughs> Bro, okay, real quick. Talking about your kids, <laughs> the other day when we were at your house, mm-hmm. um, I'd taken an edible, and it was just kicking in, uh-huh. and Peanut, Oswin, she mm-hmm. comes around the corner just walking, you know, mm-hmm. being herself. Doing her thing, And yeah. she horrified me. <laughs> I was so scared. Yeah. And I, I voiced out loud, I said, look, all your kids are fine. I love all y'all's kids. But I said, that one, though, <laughs> creeps me out. Yeah. And Danielle was like, I think it's her eyes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, she has beady little eyes. She does, I yeah. said, they look like buttons. Yeah. And Danielle pointed out that she looks like she's a character from Coraline. She absolutely, no, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. And the thing is, is that she walks with such intent that, like, I don't, I don't know. If she started talking today, I'd probably listen to her. She'd probably rule the household <laughs> or start talking today. Yeah, she walks with intent to kill. Yeah, she does. She's So I get it. Being stoned and looking at that might send you down a spiral. But, uh, Braylon, what's your favorite thing about being a parent? Ooh. Um, I think my favorite thing would be, like, the undevoted love that a child gives you. Yeah. No one's... No one, she's not going to... She or he. They're not going to stop loving you. No. Especially yeah. at this age. Like, think of think of your parent, you know? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Well, maybe it does. But there's an extent that it there's can some, go. Yeah. But, um, like, my parents have done a lot of bad things. But I still love them. Yeah. Like, they're still my parents. Like, we'll I love get into. them. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. I love them unconditionally, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, and that's, like, that's really comforting as a parent to know mm-hmm. that your kid loves you unconditionally. It really is a gift and a privilege. Yeah. It is. I get that. Bear, what's your favorite thing about being a parent? I'm trying to talk loud enough into the You're doing good. Okay. Um, Just how pure they are. (laughs) And most of it's like in a comical sense. Like he he makes me laugh every day because he doesn't know any better. Yeah. Like he's he's genuinely so dumb, but it's so (laughs) funny. (laughs) Yeah, I do love that. Um, I really like, so Ezra's the only one that really talks and puts words together to make a sentence now so Mm -hmm. the other two babble a lot but I just love hearing her perception of the world Mm -hmm. and you know like I can something can happen right in front of both of us and the way that I see it is completely different from her Mm -hmm. so um the other day we dropped her off at school or and we're about to open the door to give her put her into her classroom and she goes mama you forgot to get the donuts for my children and I said, excuse me. <laughs> she goes, my children, my friends. She she thinks she thinks that she rules them. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, and I just love that she thinks she's that she's the queen. She's a little dictator. Queen. Oh, yeah, 100%. You can leave the tater out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I got a, I got a couple of them yeah. like that. <laughs> I got a few of them like that. But, um, and I mean, that can get scary, too, which kind of leads me to my next question is what's the scariest thing about being a parent um raising them yeah (laughs) yeah like making sure they uh get the foundation to 
grow into a good human yeah. and not an asshole. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. I think you're born a serial killer, right? <laughs> I don't... Hang on. <laughs> I don't think that a lot of that is situational. I think, like, that that's something that, like, you're born with, right? That's, right. that's a genetic thing. Mm-hmm. But it can definitely be... nurtured if that makes sense like you can like be put in an environment mm-hmm. to like thrive at being a serial killer mm-hmm. like and a nature so, versus nurture yeah it's it's really just about making sure that a they, they don't have those tendencies mm-hmm. and b yeah they're not out there just being a menace you know yeah, getting face tattoos and shit speaking yo <laughs> what is uh ezra think of your new tattoo what was so her she take on it she hasn't noticed it at all yet. Is it because like you were drawing it for a few weeks, and so yeah. it's no different to her? Yeah. So for the listeners, um, because we don't have video yet, so you can't see my face, but I have a face tattoo now. <laughs> um, I decided <laughs> to join the Degenerates Club. Um, also known as the unemployment line. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I drew it on like to make sure that I liked it for a, a couple weeks. Which, and... to be fair to you, is like, the most like same thing i've ever heard you say thank you i actually i did it with like a couple uh tattoos i used to do it with like a cross on my forearm and i got bored of it and said i didn't like it so i didn't get it and i'm probably not gonna get it yeah um so yeah it's something i've i've used as a way to decide before but uh yep she's got a face tattoo now don't raise your kids like my mom did i guess (laughs) 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 sorry mom (laughs) so what's what's like your scariest thing um I really didn't uh I really didn't care about politics before I had children. And honestly, mm-hmm. not even the first year or so of Ezra's life, my yeah. first kid, I didn't really care about politics. Um but now like I just I don't want to end up the next, you know, country at war, that kind of thing. Right. Um you start to realize like your decisions and like the decisions like of our generation, the next generation, like mm-hmm. can shape like what their life and their future looks like. Which is yeah. scary, terrifying, because yeah. they like it's so cliche to say, but that they really are the future of everything, um, and that's really nerve wracking. And like I fear that I fear that someone else will teach my children about religion, like other people besides my parents taught me about religion and mm-hmm. hurt me in that sense, and so. I don't know. Some some days I wake up and I'm just riddled with anxiety when it comes to like how am I going to impart this wisdom on my kid today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then other days I get a face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about balance. It's all about balance, you know, managing the mania. Um Yeah, it's tough too knowing that like other people are going to influence decisions around your kids, especially when you're from a state yeah. where the sitting uh, Senator says, if you don't like police, oh call my. a crackhead next time. So that uh, <laughs> that commercial aired in Chili's the other day oh, God. during a football game. Was mm. everybody like, yay, woo? No, sir. They hey, were man, not. I love to hear that. It was like very mixed emotions in the lounge. Um, wow. I thought people were going to argue over it. There were like a couple people sitting in booths like back to back that had differing opinions on it Uh and they were you could see them kind of like bickering and getting heated at first but they talked like normally um and it fizzled out but wow i hadn't heard it at all can you imagine if they would have escalated to like like punches being thrown and then you have to say like why did you get arrested oh i threw some punches at a local chili hut yeah can you imagine getting arrested for something you did in a chili's 
couldn't be me. It literally could. It literally say, could be. It could be. <laughs> it literally could be. <laughs> um, both, I, both on and off shift. Yeah, I saw your snaps from last night of the, the lack of tip. It's it's like that. I knew it was going to happen. I've been mentally preparing myself like everything else for this time of year. Um, people, you know, they know Christmas is right around the corner, so they mm. start to get stingy, but they still want to go out to eat. So they, you know, bro, a two hundred. That and that wasn't even that mine. Was, that was one of my coworkers. Oh, it wasn't. Okay, no, it wasn't. But mine. still, that's still terrible. Yeah, it was like two hundred fifty dollar check with a five dollar tip. Yes, and I don't know if you saw or if I put it in the snap, but they still got their free chips and salsa with their my chili's rewards. <laughs> so, so they literally got six dollars off and then tipped five. Well, well, like Barrett, <laughs> Barrett said after I showed him that he was like they had to manually go mm-hmm. and put that in, like. Yeah. Because it automatically puts to like twenty percent or something, yeah. right? It yeah. gives you um, the option to do eighteen, twenty, or twenty-two. And yeah. you can like, yeah, manually put in your own tips. So, like they had to like mm-hmm. void all that and then go back to like five was enough. Yeah, and the yeah, other one, no. then the like ninety-four dollar one was a table that like made over me so much and told me like how good I was and how much they appreciated me. Um, I helped them like figure out vegetarian options for like how to make everything vegetarian. No tip. Mm-hmm. But that's like, well, just. Next time you come in, you can eat a lot of meat, and you can eat my ass. Yes, <laughs> that's just people this time of year. So it's it's, it's lean okay. meat, but it's it's, <laughs> it's lean meat. meat. It's I'm, very lean. Yeah. I'm built like plank, so <laughs> shaped like the, a capital P. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, <laughs> bro, I don't even know what letter I am right now. <laughs> After that picture at the wedding last night, I was like. Girl. Bro, my one booby is the size of my head. That's, I mean, God is good. Barrett's living the dream right now. Not really. I can't do anything with them because, like, they're still in use. Oh, yeah. They'll shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not so bad. I got to wait for him to, like, be retired and I can really enjoy it. Like a skater with, like, a, an abandoned water park, you know? <laughs> you can't really, a skater can't really enjoy a water park when it's, like, fully functional because, like, mm-hmm. kids are using it. Same. Oh my god! It's full of liquid. It's full of liquid. Yeah, might get wet. You know. Oh might no! Might slip and slide everywhere. Oh, that's a really good if analogy. You're lucky. To, that you just came up with on the fly. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just the only. I'm really trying to work my brain out a lot lately. Dude, brain. You're doing great. And I'm trying to be like, I want to be more creative. Like, I feel like, I feel like I'm kind of clever, and like, I feel like I'm, you know, can be like funny in the moment. But like, you know, we've talked about like. Theo Vaughn on this podcast and like mm-hmm. he's almost like the mecca of oh my creativity God. he's on a different like, level yeah on the fly creativity you know Crystalia too yeah and so like you know watching people like that like it really like inspires me like try to be more creative and yeah like come up with stuff like that that actually like when you mm-hmm. really like think about it more it's like wow that really was like a good analogy yeah no no one's gonna know who this is but um I really like that thing that Chase is doing in our comedian group chat mm-hmm. with the with the one word yes that's very cool yeah one comedian that uh does like local shows with us his name is chase bonin and um we have like a, a group message with like you know the the comedians that like perform like most often around here mm-hmm. and every morning he'll do like a random word generator and just put it in and we just all kind of like try to make a joke or two like off of that word mm-hmm. and it, it's been a really fun exercise it has been it has been yeah the one uh the first day he put creep and i said um I've had women call me a lot of awful things in the bedroom, like freak, creep, predator. It's like, come on, ladies. That is no way to make a first impression. 
god. <laughs> yeah. So I guess <clears throat> one thing about being a parent is that you get sidetracked a lot. Oh, wait, of, while we're talking about comedy, I do want to plug our shows this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can get them pulled up real quick. We got some coming up. One's what? at Crying Eagle for this Friday, and that's the <clears throat> Spooky Show or something. Yeah, so, all right, first of all, we have the Jokes in Paradise um, that me and Sarah do uh, once a month. going to be in Sulphur. Uh, this Thursday starts at 8 o'clock. Um, I am not headlining this one, but me and Sarah still are performing. And uh, Tyler, Tyler, what's his last name? Arsenault. Arsenault is going to be headlining. He's from like the Baton Rouge area, I think. I think very, he's from very, Lafayette. Is yeah. he Lafayette? Mm-hmm. Very funny dude, man. Big energy. You want to come out to that. Um, crying, er, Paradise nice. Daiquiri in Sulphur. Free show. So come on out and hang out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then, yeah, the Halloween version of the LOL is going to be at Crying Eagle. Friday, October 14th, so that's this Friday, um, right after the Jokes of Paradise show. Uh, show starts at 8 o'clock. This is a ticketed event. You can get tickets uh, online, um, on Facebook, on Twitter, you know, just look us up, uh, Lake Charles Comedy. And if we sell 75 pre-sale tickets, Batman is going to host the show. Really? For the Halloween uh, edition of it. I love that. Yeah. That's the chicken song. <laughs> Same thing. No. It's no 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 no. Oh fuck. You're right. It's all the same. It's all the same. Yeah. Both shows I'm doing fifteen minutes. Uh should be a lot of fun. I'm excited to not be the main headliner though. For real. Um, I'll probably just make people cry instead, just to get the mood really flowing. I can't wait. Are you really about to eat the one that I broke off Did of? you break that one? Yes. I don't want it anymore. That's my brownie. Whatever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, so we both have little boys, um, but your little boy is older than mine. Mm-hmm. So something I think about a lot is raising a little boy in this culture, in this, yeah. you know, what it's like the be a man culture. So what are, what's scary to you about raising a little boy? Here's, we... <sighs> We've tried to take a an approach that will nurture him as a child, not mm-hmm. just a little boy, because he's still a child, but also, like, have him respect mm-hmm. not just women, but people. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are times where <laughs> he is, like, not intrigued, but, like, he'll notice that I have boobs mm-hmm. and, like, he'll go to like touch them or like pull my shirt down and I'm like no no mm-hmm. like this is my body um yeah your body your space yeah and like we also tell him like this is like your privates like this is you know like it's yeah. hard to to do it in a way that doesn't even sound like I don't know normal I guess yeah. but um and then we also like he hangs out with Harper and Ezra all the time, and mm-hmm. they're always dressed up as princesses, mm-hmm. and they always have, like, their hair up and stuff. Well, he is, his hair is getting longer, and he'll be like, I want princess hair, yeah. or I want princess this, and we're like, okay. Like, because yeah. he's just a kid. Like, yeah. He just wants to be a kid and have fun with his friends. Like, he yeah. just wants to do what his friends are doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. And even not if it does, that's girls. what it means. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not his fault I make girls. <laughs> 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 and, like, it just doesn't, I don't, if, 
if you don't nurture the child first, then I don't see how, like, I don't know, like, letting him express feelings, like, letting him cry. And, like, I just can't. I saw a TikTok the other day where a dad was like, suck it up. No, no, you stop crying right now. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, I would never in my life. Now I tell him, like, it's okay to be sad, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to yell. We're not going to throw things. We're not going to hit. Like, that's all different. That's regulating your emotions. But kids are going to have emotions. You've got to let them, like, I don't, I was always told, like, uh, you need something to cry, a reason to cry. Yeah. And you have, (laughs) like, sucking up your sobs. And I just don't, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I want him to be able to cry and let out those feelings. Because if he doesn't learn how to regulate them now, he never will. That's the truth. So. Oh, he's so lucky to have you. (laughs) He really is. He really is. Because I think, um, yeah, little boys aren't allowed to be. Yeah. It's almost like we want them to be little robots. And it's hard raising girls for reasons of a sick world Mm -hmm. but it's hard raising boys to make a better world as well like Mm -hmm. i don't know like i i i've never understood like boy mom's so much harder like they're equally hard being a parent is hard Mm -hmm. it really is i think it just means that boys will like piss on your carpet and girls normally won't i think that's more what people talk about i don't know i have girls pop squats yeah sometimes they won't even squat and it just runs down their leg. That's right. Cannon <laughs> shit in his underwear today. He did. <laughs> and then tried to handle it himself, which I I respect. Uh, I also respect that he realized very quickly that it was too <laughs> it much was of a mess of for him. And he said, um, Daddy, <laughs> oh, no. we come help, please? <laughs> and so I go in there, and it was everywhere. I mean... His underwear, his ankles, the toilet seat, the Mm -hmm. outside of the toilet seat, somehow under the toilet seat. Mm -hmm. It was everywhere. Um, Oh, man. So I just wiped him down the best I could and threw him in the shower. Yeah. And then as I'm I'm still cleaning the toilet, he still has shit on his ass cheeks. Mm -hmm. And I've got the shower running. And he said, um, Daddy? And I said, yeah. And he points up at the uh, shower and he goes... Um, I don't like this. I don't like this. Or, <laughs> no, that's that's some, what you told me he said, but some, something like that. But yeah, and I was like, "Bud, tough shit," because <laughs> yeah. I don't like cleaning up your poop. Yeah, but sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. So let's just yeah, let's just get clean. Let's just power through. Yeah, yeah. I am not looking forward to potty training again. Two at the same time. Oh my god, two of different genders, and I like this is Which, my first time around with a I little mean, boy. I mean, in all so. honesty, Griff will probably be, yeah, after. Mm. Yeah, Oz, yeah, I think but, so. I don't even know where to begin with him. That's true, honestly. I mean, he, he can sit pretty sturdy, so just yeah, but do he, him sitting. Yeah, yeah, but to get to the potty. Yeah. For yeah. those that don't know, because so this conversation makes sense, um, my kid has a disability. He doesn't walk yet. He may never walk. His brittle bone disease, so his bones break easily. He literally just broke a bone today. <laughs> so, so we don't know where his growth will take him. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like, yeah, what his limitations will be. I don't yeah. know, but like, he's already done leaps and bounds more than what they oh, said yeah, he for would. Sure. Yeah. He wasn't even supposed to live. Kids are fighting. Yeah. So he's doing pretty good. He he Tiny could but be mighty. Fine. Oh yeah, uh, he he stood up for the first time at Braylon and Barrett's house 
couple so days on. ago. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was, I guess, because I'm used to doing that motion with his sister, where I just hold her up and wait for her to put her legs down, and then she stands up. Mm. And so I was just talking to Bray, and I just did that, not thinking, oh, I'm holding him. And he just stood up, just right there, just stood up, and it was only, like, 30 seconds before he got freaked out and was done. But, <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm so high. <laughs> yeah, he was like, wow, I am tall. And I'm just like, dude, you are so much shorter than the average kid. <laughs> but, uh yeah, no, I do wholeheartedly agree that the whole, like, you have to nurture the, the, the child before you teach them anything else. Yeah. Um, society does awful things to men. And I, like, am a, you'll hear me, if you're in my everyday life, you'll hear me all the time shit on men and just say, like, men are awful. Men have not been good to me, but I have faith in raising little yeah, boys who will be good to it's women. All in, yeah, it's all in poorly raised men. Yeah. This like generation, men no... our generation, I feel like we are going to bring out mm-hmm. new children. Oh, yeah. Like, with social media mm-hmm. and everything as well, like, we're all learning from each other mm-hmm. in, like, such a nurturing way. Yeah. Like, how to gentle parent. Mm-hmm. And some people just can't grasp how to gentle parent. And mm-hmm. it's not like rolling over and letting your kid do whatever you want, but it's yeah. not losing your shit (coughs) on your child every time they mess up like you mess up as a human in your everyday life and nobody's yelling at you but you probably Mm -hmm. have trauma and expect somebody to yell at you because you're like i don't like messing up and i'm pretty sure that's because of trauma yeah (laughs) probably i do think our our coming generation is going to be something else i hope it's a good something else but we're so much more um gracious towards mental health and Mm -hmm. you know gender roles like a a big thing for me is that I want my children to see that your mom can work Mm -hmm. you know your mom doesn't have to and dad can and dad can work and and home and dad can be a homemaker Mm -hmm. and all that like I yeah I wholeheartedly agree yeah like I I want Cannon to see his parents be equal parents yeah and not fall into gender roles Mm -hmm. because that's so our our economy is not set up for gender roles Mm -hmm. you can't expect one parent to go to work and one parent stay home and it's just not possible you can't so unless you have an insane job yeah for one of you which I am a waitress so (laughs) so nothing insane over here (laughs) but yeah um barrett anything about raising a little boy that just i mean yeah Barry kind of hit the nail on the head like there's really not much to add on top of it yeah i mean yeah like she said with the whole like gentle parenting thing like that's something like i struggle with is because like i get irrationally upset very quick and it's like something that i've been working on for four years you know like since since we've had him to like not fly off the handle immediately when something happens and instead like i have to like gentle parent myself to gentle parent him yeah and it's real fucking tough like healing healing the inner child so that you can make a healthy child mm-hmm. yeah or sometimes i have to even like guide him mm-hmm. like i have to guide him in a way of being like look yeah you don't want to like like with Cannon's accident today mm-hmm. i he was like how do i even correct that and i was mm-hmm. like you just tell him accidents happen but and that's okay because mm-hmm. i don't want to shame him right like as an adult, I've shit my pants. Yeah. Like, it happens. <laughs> like, yeah. like I said, I'm very proud of him because there's, there's been a lot of times before where he has made a big mess like that and then just tried to clean it up yeah. and then just tried to leave the bathroom and be like, <laughs> and just hope that nobody saw. So I'm very proud of him for asking for help. 
and he trusts y'all to not right. to not fly off the handle and yeah, yeah like yell well. at him or whip him or you mm-hmm. know like and yeah that is sad that that is a reality for some children no mm-hmm. i was just yeah like you're right trust us and that's like why he asked for help and mm-hmm. maybe so like you could be proud of him but you could be proud of you too because you're who he trusts oh my heart bone yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go check on cali but y'all continue okay. i think uh one of my when i when i was still going to therapy um and i had ezra and i was just kind of ranting and raving to my therapist about mom guilt basically yeah. which is such a heavy thing um I was going through a divorce, going through a custody battle, and just ranting and raving about that. And she was like, you know, you can just set the standard here at, like, a super cliche saying that, you know, we're not going to cry over spilled milk. And so, you know, don't fuss at her if she spills something. Right. And that's your standard. If it's anything less than spilled milk, then, like, why would you fuss at her for it? And just start there and, you know, move up. And just teach her grace with herself, you know, so that so that she can be a healthy adult and have grace with herself. Yeah. So that's something. Um, yeah, like um, like I said, it's almost like trauma inside of you that like makes you react that way, mm-hmm. even if like you don't realize it. And it's like I don't know what about how I was parented or like you know what inside of me mm-hmm. makes me that irrationally angry. And it doesn't happen all the time. Like a lot of times, like I'm very chill, like I'm very mellow, like you know I, I'm very like go with the flow. But like when I get mad, like yeah, it's mm-hmm. quick. And, like, to the point where I hate it about myself. And I realize that I'm mad. Now I'm mad at myself for being mad at the situation. Yeah. And, like, me and Jade have talked about this because, like, we share, like, the, the same, like, situation where, like, that'll happen. And then we're mad at ourselves. So then we start, like, talking to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, like, not in a healthy way. We're like, you fucking idiot. Like, why the yeah. fuck are you mad about this? Like, Blame it's just such yourself. a stupid fucking thing to be mad about. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you – like, it just – and it just builds up. And, like, yeah, it's obviously, like, not helpful. But, mm-hmm. like, that's what I do. That's what I've done for years. Mm-hmm. And I've just never really thought about it. And, like, it was really weird that, like, I was venting about it the other day. Because Bray was like, I don't understand, like, why you get so mad. And, like, why, like, you know, this happens. And I was like, I don't either. And mm-hmm. I hate it. And then, like, I start saying this. And then Jade's like, yeah. And then you'll say that. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Like, it's uh, yeah, it's just, it's validating that, like, you're not the only person that goes through that, through, though. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um... I, I really do think that a lot of raving children is, is talking to yourself and healing the the child. I read a book called What Happened to You um, by Oprah Winfrey, and it's all about childhood trauma. And the thing is, is everyone has a different threshold for trauma. Sure. So, you know, just, just because one person had a really rough childhood and they're traumatized doesn't mean that your really great childhood didn't leave you just a little bit traumatized, too. Right. Um, and doesn't mean that your inner child doesn't need a little bit of healing. And you don't really realize those things until you become a parent and you are doing the things that your parents did, which I guess leads me to um, another point is what is something that your parents did that you wish they had done different? So I was struggling with this because, like you said, just because you know people that have had worse trauma doesn't mean that you haven't had trauma. Right. And it's like, I had a great childhood. Mm-hmm. I had two loving parents. They weren't together, but, like, they made it work. It was never an issue that they weren't together. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that I only saw my dad, like, once a week. And because of that, like, I just craved attention. Yeah. And so I just feel like I could have gotten more attention. But I also feel like 
because of the situation like i just crave attention period now mm-hmm. you know and it's like i can never have too much right and so i don't even know if like my parents could have given me the attention that i wanted but i just always felt like my brother got more attention because he was a star athlete Mm-hmm. And my sister got more attention because she was a baby. Mm-hmm. And then, not a baby, she was the baby. Right. But, <laughs> and then my sister on my dad's side was the only girl over there. And he lived with my dad. So she got all of his attention. And right. she rodeoed, which is, you know, my dad's passion. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I was just kind of there. And yeah. so that's that's something, like, I struggled with for a while. I'm like, the only, like, therapy or, like, counseling I, I have gone to was in elementary school. And it was because of this. Yeah. And I don't even, like, remember anything from it. I just remember that that's the only thing that I've talked to anybody about, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I do get that. Berlin? Uh, there's many, but I will just choose uh, one that I think I could, I guess, relate to. So uh, my dad suffers from social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, I think, is just, I don't know. I think she uses him as a crutch sometimes Mm -hmm. but um because of that like I was not entered into any like social things as a child like I didn't do any sports yeah I didn't do any extracurricular activities like the only thing I did was piano lessons they were private piano lessons and I had to beg to get them yeah like and they helped my dad held it over my head Mm-hmm. But they paid for it for three years. So, um, I just, like, I want our kids to have the opportunity to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. If Cannon yeah. wants to dance, I don't care. If he yeah. wants to do gymnastics, if he wants to play sports, if he wants to swim or, mm-hmm. like, Barrett always jokes, like, basket weaving. Like, <laughs> I want him to yeah. be able to do whatever he wants. And we're and right in the stands the whole time. Yeah, that's what and I'm that's saying. another thing, too, is... Even when I was doing things, like in middle school, I was in band. Mm -hmm. My dad never showed up to anything. Mm -hmm. Like, and I want Cannon to know without a doubt, oh, my parents are here. Like, I don't want him ever to question, like, oh, I wonder if they actually showed up. Mm -hmm. Like, because that's something that, like, really, like, bugs me. And they still don't show up to stuff for me. Like, my college graduation, my parents weren't there. Yeah. Like, you know, that like hurts. it's yeah, yeah it's yeah. it hurts. Even as an adult, I'm a fully grown adult with children, and it hurt. Yeah, like I cried. Yeah, you know, and especially I just, because like I mean, it's it's such a big achievement on itself. But like, it's hard to be proud of yourself when you feel like the people who should be the proudest of you, like, don't seem like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I said, yeah, especially like you know, Bray's family doesn't have a ton of college graduates. Mm-hmm. In fact, like from like, I'm the first college graduate. Yeah. So you would think wow. that would be something that their family would be like proud very of. excited and yeah. proud and supportive of. That's so crazy. And and it's so crazy because like I've been friends with you since you started college. Yeah. <laughs> and like I've watched you like do homework at work, like write essays at work or, or like when we're all hanging out, you're doing homework. I'm watching Jade do it right now. And it's such yeah. a yeah. sacrifice of your mind it's hard. and your time. Yeah in your social life and like and I did it with so many different seasons of my life like I did it when me and Barrett were just dating I did Mm -hmm. it while we were engaged I did it after we got married I did it I did been doing it for eight years like eight years of my life I've never Mm -hmm. known this is the first time that I've known you out of college exactly 
Yeah. I've never known I'm you. I'm like a new human. You <laughs> are. You really are, too. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> no, but yeah. And so, like, that's what I, I want Cannon to know that whatever he does, we are proud of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Callie. I mean, she's yeah. just a baby right now, so it's hard to imagine her, like, doing anything <laughs> other than eat, sleep, and poop. But, yeah. <laughs> and I, I will say, because I want to brag on my parents as well, like, my parents love Braylon. Like they're they're very like both my parents were at Bray's graduation. Yeah, like they love her. Like they see her as their daughter, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, that is like I and I I love Barrett's family. Like I that's one thing I will say that I've been so so lucky is to have married into a family that took me in as their yeah. own. That's like, what they say. You know, you don't just marry a man, you marry his yeah. family too. So yeah. yeah. And I know that even if we ever did split up, we're gonna divorce eventually. Yeah. Um, Amen. check out the previous <laughs> that podcast. They would still be a hundred percent behind me. I know yeah. they would. Yeah. Which is so important. Yeah. My dad's first wife still comes to Christmas. Yeah. I know. I remember you saying that. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait till I'm your dad's next wife and, like, we're all just hanging out at Christmas. Oh, my God. You can be a Kyle. I'm telling you, oh, Kyle you can be related to Kennedy. us and Jade. Oh, I'm so excited. You know I am related to Jade. Just not on the same side that you're related to Jade. On your dad's side? I believe so. Oh. There's a way that I'm related to Jade. <laughs> I'll have to ways. figure it out. I feel like Jade's no, no, related no. to so many different... Yeah. yeah. Like, there's a way for me to be related to Jade, but not related to you. Yeah, it's through yeah. dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm related through her mom. Yeah. I'll have to figure out. We we did the we did the math one day. My <laughs> laptop just turned off. Oh, uh, no. I feel like Jade is a melting pot. She is. Man, going to the store with her, going to the store with her dad is hard work. Going anywhere with Kenny Kyle? Yeah, I bet it is. Oh my God. The we Cameron to... Parish Ric Flair? Yeah. <laughs> he, I know, Kenny Cantori. I know. Dude, I like, my whole childhood was people recognizing me mm-hmm. and being like, what's your last name? Mm-hmm. Kyle. Who's your dad? Kenny. God damn. I love, like, I yeah. mean, still to this day, you know, like it's been 28 years, and I mean, it's it's fun. Like I, you're I, famous. Yeah, like I like it. I'm famous, famous by, by association. association. Yeah. Oh hey, shit! Y'all should get married. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, fuck it, helps me sell generators. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, love that. I love that for you. What about you? Um, so I went back and forth on a few things because Relatable. I, yeah, <laughs> I do have good parents. Like, I really think that my parents did the absolute best and some that they possibly could have done. Mm-hmm. I have good relationships with them, but um, my dad worked, like, my whole childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always on the oil rigs. He was always out of town. Like, not he didn't just, like, work at the office and then come home. He yeah. worked out of town. There was one time I didn't see him for a year and a half, mm-hmm. and God, he just tough. called me. Yeah, and yeah. my parents were together. Like, they were married still. Um and so he loved me monetarily, which was the best that he could do. He always made sure that I had the things that I needed. I was always supported. He called me as much as he could. But when he and my mom got divorced and then he got with my stepmom, they had kids like almost immediately. And I was the oldest. So, you know, it was all about the wheel who squeaked the loudest. And I was never, you know, I was always the caretaker and never the one being taken care of. Um, and I feel like, you know, that kind of gave me like man issues growing up and that's something that I've had to work out of. I wish I would never ask Dalton to take a job that would put him away from the children. Yeah. 
um, because I, I see now I quit a job because it's going to take me away from my family. Yeah, and <laughs> that's such a, like, I feel like this is an important thing to say um, because I see it happen with Dalton a lot, and I've seen it happen with you before, is that jobs that hire men don't see men as functioning parts of households. Yeah. yeah. You know, just the same way that, like, I want my son to see that I can go to work and like be a working woman I want them to see that their dad can come home and be a dad yeah I mean look at at how many the percentage of companies in America that don't have paternity leave Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's, ridiculous which is bad compared to maternity leave which is already bad yeah so (laughs) yeah it's absolutely ridiculous I mean honestly in America like we just don't value parents in general like they I'm not going to go down mm. that road, but it's true. Though. <laughs> it's true. They don't value parents and in hand, they don't value children. They want to f- force them on you. Yeah. Huh. Yep. They sure do. Can you feed them? I don't know. I haven't seen formula on the shelves in months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but uh, we'll, yeah. we'll take that issue after we take the issue of controlling women's bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Let's not make it too political because Scotty's going to be freaking. He's like, you can't post that. All right. <laughs> Maybe he won't listen. If he doesn't listen, Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> that one's for He's you, Scooter. So <laughs> Shout out, Scooter. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, Scotty hates that song. I don't. He's probably said it 20 times on the podcast because yeah. we always free. It's a good song. You know, it's apparently not a real song. Like, it was just made, like, for, like, a movie. Are you serious? I think they, like, made it a song, like, after, like, its popularity from the movie. But, like, it first popped up in Eurovision, apparently. Or Eurotrip, excuse me. That's so crazy. <laughs> that is so crazy. So, um, what, after we just shitted on our parents, yeah. <laughs> what's something that you are taking out of your parents' playbook and using on your kids? Um, well, first of all, like I said, I, I to brag on my parents, like, I love how much they've taken in Braylon and you know made her a part of the family yeah and so like as much as like you know we all make fun of our parents you know like especially like an older generation oh Mm -hmm. you know they're closed-minded you know they don't say like the right terms and all this other kind of shit you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. my parents are very very open and accepting Mm -hmm. and even if they'll like whisper about it behind your back or my dad will make an awful joke to your face Mm -hmm. they're not gonna disown you or hate you or like they're very very loving yeah um but one thing in particular is like i live with my mom growing up Mm -hmm. like i said i only saw my dad like once a week and i was the oldest so i was like the first one to like get a vehicle and like be going out and stuff Mm -hmm. and my mom's rule was whatever you're doing just let me know yeah. And as long as I can trust you in that situation, it won't be a problem. Mm-hmm. And as long as I can trust that you're telling me where you're going, if plans change, she's like, even if something happens at two in the morning, text me and tell me, hey, instead we're staying at, you know, so-and-so's house, just so that yeah. when I wake up, I know where you're at. And so I was a teenager. Of course, I abused it every now and then. You know, of course, like I snuck out of the house sometimes, like went where I said I wasn't. But for the most part, I told her where I was going. Mm-hmm. I was honest with her. And like when it came to like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, so-and-so's house. They're having a party tonight, and we're hanging out. I probably won't be home till like, you know, 2 or 3 in the morning. She's just like, okay, drive safe. Let me know yeah. if something changes. Yeah, which is great. My, my parents were the same way, and I feel like it really stunted my party phase. I'm doing it now, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to rebel when your parents are like, have fun. Yeah. See, and that's what I was going to say, too, because my mom, I mean, my dad wasn't really an active parent, mm-hmm. but my mom, like, she didn't really 
care. As long as when she called me, I answered. Yeah. Didn't matter what I was doing. She mm-hmm. she just wanted to know that I was okay. Yeah. Like, but really, like, I'm I'm honestly surprised she didn't encourage me to do more. Yeah. Because I was kind of a bland teenager. Same. Well, she didn't let you get out of the house to have any friends. So there was nowhere to go. What? She didn't let you out of the house to have friends. What do you mean? For, like, extracurriculars and stuff. Oh, that was as a child. Oh. I'm mm. talking, like, teenage driving. Like, I got you. Yeah, like, I mean, she didn't really care. I would stay the night wherever I wanted. Mm-hmm. She didn't care if I was staying the night with boys. She was like, hey, I got pregnant at 17. Yeah. Like, just be safe. Like. <laughs> yeah. My mom really didn't care either. My mom would let boys stay at my house. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, she was, I think just being open with me about everything, too, because, like, I knew that she got pregnant at 17, mm-hmm. and I knew how babies were made. Mm-hmm. I wasn't dumb. But, like, I also just, like, wasn't a partier because of it. Like, I didn't want to rebel because I didn't have to rebel. Like, yeah. she didn't care. I drank the first time with my mother. Like, right. <laughs> she bought me a daiquiri. Love that. I would have a bad day, and she'd be like, do you want to go get something to drink? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I love that. It's literally that. something that she did. Now, is it something that you probably should do? No, no, but you know. For legal reasons, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> For legal purposes. It's okay. We're not in a custody battle anymore. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my mom was the same way. She did not like, she cared. It's not that she didn't care. She cared, but yeah. she took that approach and she was like, I just want to know like that you're cool, that yeah. you're good. That you're cool. Dude, my 18... How many did you drink? Only two? <laughs> Loser. <Liar. laughs> Have six more. Yeah. <laughs> my 18th birthday party was at her house, and she played spin the bottle with me and my friends. Oh, my God. Did yeah. she kiss them? No. Oh. No. It, so we didn't We didn't play it that way. Um, I honestly don't remember. I drank an entire bottle of Jameson that night, got mm. alcohol poisoning, was violently ill. My high school boyfriend slept on the couch threw up on himself pissed his pants on my mom's couch it was talk about a rager it was a hell of a party my mom's like as long as it's in my house yeah yeah i'm a cool mom yeah (laughs) it was very your mom like like, threw up on your boyfriend it was wild it was so wild dude it was my my one of my high school friends was like hitting on my mom Mm. if you were at that party hit me up (laughs) i think i remember a couple of you being there um but yeah, no, I, I think my thing that I'm taking out of my parents' playbook is my mom taught me, like, to care for myself, like, to take the extra time to do your hair and take the extra, like, if you don't like your makeup, take it off and do it again so that you're not miserable throughout the day. You know, like, care about what you look like so that you feel good throughout the day. That's what my mom taught me. She she constantly said beauty is pain, and I don't love that, <laughs> but <laughs> she said that pretty consistently. Um, but she did teach me to like go get my nails done and do my hair if I want to do my hair. And I see, I I was I grew up kind of tomboyish because my mom just was not into all that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my mom to this day has never had like a pedicure or manicure mm-hmm. or like she's gotten her hair done, but like not by like her. I don't I don't want to say a professional because. They are certified, but, like, she usually goes to, like, Walmart to yeah. get her hair done. Her and, and her aunt bought box dye last time she dyed her hair. Yeah, she, she my whole childhood she did box dye. I yeah. helped her dye her hair a lot of the time. Which is fine. I yeah. did box dye a lot. No, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just, like, I don't know. But she 
has, was never like a super girly girl, mm-hmm. and because of that, I think I'm not a yeah. super girly girl. Which is okay. Like I guess, no, yeah. I guess when I say like to take care of myself, also more in terms of like spend the extra time in the bathtub to exfoliate mm-hmm. or like use the sugar scrub. But because of that, like I'm comfortable with me without makeup yeah. or my hair a mess in a bun mm-hmm. or whatever like it took me forever to feel yeah, t-shirt so, and jeans yeah. as like an you know like an outfit mm-hmm. like <laughs> you look great thanks top of the line <laughs> <laughs> yeah um whew, parents are crazy they really did something to us huh yeah <laughs> i know and it's like hard yes. to think that like one day our kids are gonna have we're gonna fuck them up. Yeah, yeah we're, one I mean, day we're our gonna our up. kids are gonna take over this podcast and, <laughs> and shit on us. Yeah, and they're gonna have you know their redemption episode where yeah. they're like, "Hey, what do you wish your parents did differently?" Yeah, and we're gonna try not to listen to that episode, and it's gonna oh, hurt. I, and yeah. I know, and and the thing is, is like like we said in the very beginning, like it's unconditional. We yeah. we love our parents. Like my dad, yeah, I wish he were there more. But if you if you know me, you know. Like, I have an exceptional relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. I love him, respect him, and I take a lot of pride in the fact that he's my dad. I think part of it, too, like, as you grow up, is you start to realize, like, everybody is, is different. Mm-hmm. Like, and as much as you wish, like, your parent could have been this or could have done that, sometimes, like, that's just not who your parent is. Yeah. Like, again, you know, like, kind of like talking about my dad and, like, how much, like, you know, I wish he was there or whatever. My dad is not the kind of person that will like sit down and like have small talk with you mm-hmm. my dad is the kind of person who will sit down and he'll just tell you stories non-stop because mm-hmm. like that's how he has a conversation right and like you tell him stories so that he can then take those stories and then tell it to somebody else mm-hmm. like that's what my dad does and he's very good at it and it's why people love hanging out with him because he's not boring right. like he'll entertain anybody but like as a kid you just like want to spend quality time but like that's just not who he is. Like his, it's not his personality type. His mm-hmm. personality type is big and loud and boisterous and commands a room. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, I think like growing up is realizing like that's just who they are. They did the best they could for the personality that they have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you got to realize like you're doing the same thing. Yep. You know. Yep. Everyone's a product of their environment. Like I bet Cannon's gonna grow up and be like, I wish you know I had like a strong male figure in my life, but instead I had my dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad looks like a Pentecostal girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. What's our timestamp right now? It's pretty good. We can call it yeah. right there. All right, if, Pentecostal if girl. It. You want to call out on that? I'm calling it. I'm calling it on the Pentecostal bell. girl. There's, There's the, the bell. bell. <laughs> no, no, no! Everyone, come back here. The bell does not dismiss you. I do.